0: All right, welcome back, everyone. Uh, actually, uh, this podcast is now a band, right? Finn and I are starting our little yeah. recording career here. Yeah. We'll play a little shindig. Here we go. Is
1: that my cue to sing?
0: Oh, God. <laughs> Why, hello, 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 and welcome back to Episode 9 of Contentious Opinions. Uh, I'm here, Sebastian Colley. Nice to see you guys. I'm here with my lovely co-host.
1: Finn, how we all, uh, how we all doing? Good uh, start to the new year, I hope.
0: And today, we're actually joined by our first guest ever of Contentious Opinions. We're going to try and be doing this more often, so if you guys obviously want to be a guest, for sure, give us a little shout out. Uh, send us a little message, and we'll put you down on that de- famous document we've been talking about, the famous guest podcast <laughs> document we've uh, been raving about for the last little while. Yeah. But um, for today, for our first guest, I'll let Finn introduce who we got.
1: All right, we have uh, this is one of my uh, close friends. I'd like to like to call him from back home in Calgary, Alberta. I got my dad, Ian Maddock. How are we, uh, we doing? Hey, fellas.
2: Uh, doing good. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, quite an honor to be the the first guest on the the big podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for uh thanks for coming. We're really excited to have our first guest and we're happy it's you cuz we uh we had a lot of names and a lot of people asking us to be on the podcast, but uh after a lot of thought, we uh we picked you, so we're happy you said yes to that.
0: Oh, of course. And uh no, also- i
1: appreciate. It. Thank you for the $50 gift card you're me. <laughs> No, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> our little uh, voucher for uh, our little local markets here in Sackville if ever you find yourself in town. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this episode's sponsored by uh, the Sackville Bubble. <laughs> yeah, the Sackville
0: Bubble. <laughs> Currently still intact, surprisingly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> go ahead. All right, so um, let's start with the topic. you want to start with the topic? For how sure. You uh,
0: so today we're going to do, um, obviously it's our first time with the guest, so it's going to be three different opinions today. Yeah. And uh, we'll have to see how we do that. But um, for now, I'll tell you guys what the topic is. So right now we decided to go with something that um, In said that he was passionate about and that something we thought was pretty interesting just considering that we've been watching a lot of shows about it and just stuff that made us thinking about the psychology of people a lot more. Uh, so the topic for today is, is music a good metric towards analyzing someone's personality? So that's the topic, but the, the real contentious opinion is music... Is a good indicator towards someone's yeah, personality. Exactly.
1: Contentious opinion about that one. So we're going to start with... the way the way sh- For people who don't know, the way the, the show is kind of structured is that we all give our opinions at the start and then we kind of argue it out both sides trying to understand everyone's opinion and at the end we do a final opinion see if anybody's mind changed so being our first guest we're going to ask uh, ian to uh give his opinion about the topic oh
2: man that's a tough one boys you know i <laughs> I, I gave a lot of thought to this over the uh, the last 24 hours or so and uh I don't want to have come up with a, a strong opinion, uh, <laughs> per se. Um, but I will, I'm going to go on the limb and I'm going to say that it is a good indicator. Yeah. But I do have some points that I think might kind of go to both sides of the argument. and I might end up changing my mind. Who's, who knows? We'll see. All
1: right. So, um, well, well, why? Why is your opinion that it is a really good indicator of someone's uh, personality? Just uh, give us like one big point that you really believe in
2: you know I think the the thing that as I thought about it the, the fact that you know if you have someone that's into to multiple genres of music I think that those genres of music could sort of be the gateway to certain personality
1: traits within that individual right mm. so so you're saying that like if I'm into jazz and the blues and all those like really maybe older music and maybe older styled music and then I'm into newer pop and maybe rap you said you're kind of saying that says a lot about someone's that could that that says a lot about someone's personality is that kind of what you're getting yeah. at
2: whether whether it's saying a lot about them or maybe it's providing a little bit of insight into their personality so maybe if you're an athlete you know you're cranking up the metal to get your adrenaline yeah. pumped up for for a big game or um you know if you're if you've got a, a nostalgic part to your personality you may tap into some music that was part of your upbringing that is really not really reflective of who you are today, but it's kind of showing that nostalgic side and the importance of family to you. So that's mm. kind of what I was thinking from sort of opening up that little gateway into little, little pieces of someone's personality.
0: Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's uh, like, if I'm giving a little part of my opinion, there is a, uh, I feel like definitely music is a great indicator, but it's something that it's not something that's going to be like a clear definition of someone's personality. It's not going to give you like their whole spectrum of who they are as a person but it'll give you a good indicator to know like for example if someone listens to very generic music like the music that's always cracking the top 100 and like the new poppy type music type of stuff then you could kind of tell like oh they're gonna pretty much be a person who goes with the flow someone who's really like um into you know different people's appeal and like someone who really wants to like um, fit in type of thing. Someone who right. wants to listen to music that's going to make them fit in and have cultural references with people, stuff like that, right? Well,
1: well I think the assumption that someone's personality can be defined by the music they listen to is also very stereotypical, right? Because oh, like, sure. there's a lot of stereotypes behind genres of music, like country music. I'm a big fan of country music, but you don't see me wearing like plaid cowboy boots, right. cowboy hat every yeah. day, right?
0: Like, I don't think it affects really like maybe it doesn't affect your your actions? Um, actions and like the way that you comport yourself every day but right. it really does affect like in in the long term in like the long run of things like who you are type of personality you know yeah.
1: so like i think that i've talked about a few times not maybe not a few times but just maybe on one occasion just with you about how country music has that like deeper layer of lyric that like not many people see but like if you're a country fan you kind of you kind of understand that, like some of the songs that they write are very like deep hearted but everyone thinks that it's like it's about a truck it's about a girl <laughs> that you lost it's about uh your dog or like beer right yeah. Classics. But, like it's not <laughs> i thought it was <laughs> exactly yeah. but like i think that that says a lot about con- like not country music but i said that um it says a lot about someone's personality i think because some people can't, like, li- it's maybe the sound that they can't hear, but, like, some people listen to music be- for the, the story that's behind every song, right? Yeah.
2: So it's interesting you mentioned the stereotype, Finn, because I was thinking about this last night, and, and I was thinking how stereotype can, can make you kind of try and make some assumptions based on someone's music taste yeah. and their personality versus maybe their role in society. And sort of the example I was thinking of is, say, I go into, I'm looking to add to the vinyl collection. And I go into a record land down the street from our house here and I walk in and there's, let's say there's a classic el- classical album that they're playing and they got featured and it's sitting up on the counter. And there's two guys in there. One guy's a construction worker and one guy's a doctor. Mm, right? And my stereotypical approach to that would be, okay, the doctor is going to be the one that's going to go and grab the the classical album. But really I have no idea. Right? right. So there, there is that kind of stereotypical part that you bring in that I, I think can go very wrong. So I, right. I, I think that that's a very dangerous thing to go down that road to kind of be predicting somebody's personality based on their appearance, how they dress. Like you say, Finn, you don't dress like a country music fan before. Some are, some. <laughs> crazy reason to
3: that's genre. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the genre.
0: Yeah. Actually, that was a, something cool that I was gonna ask you about because Finn and I, we didn't grow up in the era of like uh, vinyl. Going to like a vinyl record store and getting your music there, or going to like get CDs or whatever at um, just the local music store. So we never get to see everyone just buys music and it's so depersonalized. Like you're not going to a store to buy your music anymore. You're just buying it online. You can listen to everything online. Everything's just available. So you don't have like you can listen to anything you want. You don't have to be embarrassed about you know buying a certain vinyl yeah. and then being seen in public buying like this type of vinyl if that's not <laughs> something you don't want to be seen yeah. liking. You so know? I think
1: I think it's it's helped open people's like minds about like different genres. Oh, of because course, because you don't have to worry about like oh I. I'm never going to listen to country music because I don't, I don't want to go down to the store and have like 20 people see me. The locals
0: all see me like, Oh my God, I'm in Morgan Wallen. Oh God. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But uh, that's something I was going to ask too, is like, um, back, like when you had to like go to get CDs and like, you're going to the music store and then you couldn't get the stuff online, like, um, pre 2000s type of thing. Was it awkward to like go buy like a, a CD or a vinyl that you didn't want to be seen buying, for example?
2: No, that didn't play into it at all. No, okay, know, really, what the, cha- what the challenge was, was was finding the CD that you wanted to find or find right. the album that you wanted to buy. Because, you know, you didn't have the level of information access that we have today. I couldn't go onto the, you know, the record store's website to see what they have <laughs> yeah. for, for inventory. Um, so the biggest challenge was just access to the music that you wanted. But it's really interesting to see, you know, this is getting into maybe a different topic, but mm. to see the evolution of sort of the, the, the recording products, you know, going from, from, you know, I'll start with kind of the vinyl to going to then being able to record it on a, a cassette tape. Yep. And then, you know, when DVDs or CDs came along, we thought that was like the greatest thing ever because you could skip the tracks that you don't like. And that, <laughs> but you know, the, the funny thing is all of the kind of big true music lovers are kind of all morphing back towards vinyl, which is really quite, yep. quite fascinating. And, you know, one of the, the challenges, and I spoke with, been in his sister about this over the years is when uh, an artist would come out with some new music you know everybody would gravitate to that song that they love that's on the radio oh, and course. they would forget the other 10 or 11 tracks that were on the album and they never really got the the airplay or even from the you know the fans they didn't really take the time to listen to those songs and you know where you know back in the day you know me when i was the age that you guys are you know, I'd be sitting in the bedroom and I'd be purchased this new album. And, you know, just bought the this, this new album and I'd be and I'd throw the the vinyl down and sit there and listen to it. And you'd read word for word everything mm. on the sleeve of the of the uh, album cover because that was your only information you had on the band was what right. was on that album. And you know, Paul Finn he 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 laments the fact that you know he used to be able to just spend hours laying on the ground listening to my album and reading every lyric that was on there every credit that was on there mm. and, and that's kind of a part of the music industry that's kind of faded away with the consumer choice to be able to just click the button and download the song that they like what they want
0: that's actually something i really wanted a little bit to talk off topic, about but, well yeah. it's something i really was interested in too because uh lately finn and i we got into the strokes just recently we we're the like the smiths sorry the strokes uh, there, that's another band <laughs> i got into i got into them as well All but right, um yeah. we got into the smiths lately and then i was just talking to my mom and my dad about it and they're saying that um b- back like when they started listening to like the smiths and everything when they were popular saying that everything was an album it wasn't just a song people wouldn't just create singles it was like the album had an art to it and it had like the art the cover art of the album meant something and it was included in the album and right yeah, yeah. Uh, you would have to listen to the album tracks one through 12 or however long the album is because it's like it's a piece of art you it's know a story. It's, it's a story that's being developed through the different songs right. and that's been changed and it's been you know now people just put albums together you know oh here I'll just create a bunch of different songs I'll throw them together sometimes it still has that feel where they try and create a story but no one is there for it anymore no one wants to listen to an album from track one to eight they'll just put shuffle and then they'll listen to the whole album randomly and then they'll you know get through it and I think that is also like an indicator of like this new personality that's coming up of just this new era of people just Having the smallest attention span, you know, where it's you don't have the attention span to listen to a full album and to go through a whole story process of it because it's just ah, it's too long or something like that. Or even yeah. more and more people are not even getting into movies anymore. They just want to watch TV shows just because then it's like it's new action, new action, yeah, new action exactly. instead of a full long process where you leave it questioning. You know, you leave it in and you're like, I have to talk to somebody about this, where TV sure. shows I... are more like binge worthy, you know.
2: Absolutely. If you go back to the comment that your parents made and you look at, you know, using the Smiths as an example, and you think of sort of the the album artwork and the as the album folds open and what's on the inside, you know that the band was involved in all of that.
3: Back exactly. Day.
2: Where today it would be, you know, you've got your graphic designer that you've hired and you've got your marketing person and all these people that are kind of creating that vision for you. But uh, you know, the artists back in the day would have been
0: much more involved. They uh, don't even sure. they don't even create their lyrics anymore.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> some some artists, like uh, I don't know, I don't have one on top of my head, but like they don't like write their own music. They just nope. kind of everyone writes it for them, and they just sing it, even, right? And um... then, then they're known for everything. No, like Ed Sheeran writes. I'm pretty sure he writes all of his music, mm-hmm. and then he writes a ton of other people's music, but he doesn't get credit for that, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I just want to kind of bring it back to. So I'm just gonna leave that all in the past now but um i want to bring it back to the topic and i want to ask you dad um not dad ian um well, like what were your thoughts on the opposite side of your opinion you said you had a few uh arguments for the other side what were those
2: um yeah you know again kind of looking into you know someone that i know is perceived personality and what I would have kind of guessed their music taste would have been based on a scenario I'll give you, kind of shows that I was wrong in assuming their personality based on mm. what I thought their music would be. And uh, I, this kind of goes where I was, this was a couple of years ago, I was listening to CBC Radio 2, driving home from work, and um, the uh, announcer, I can't remember his name, but he did a fantastic afternoon show. And um, actually for the listeners, CBC Radio 2, fantastic place to learn new music. It is. Whether it's Canadian contact, con- content or uh, other music, fantastic, especially in the morning and the afternoon shows. Um, but anyways, driving home, um, listening to this, and, you know, he kind of would throw in little snippets once in a while. And he, he was saying, you know, he did some stat that, you know, if, if you were uh, having a surgery done in Canada that, um, you know, 9.9 9 or whatever whatever percentage out of 10 surgeons play ca- classical music in the OR when they're operating. Mm. Mm. So I thought, kind of fascinating. So I happened to have a very good friend of mine who's a surgeon. So I, I was like asking him, I said, So, you know, what do you listen to when you're operating? You're listening to right. Strauss, you're listening to Mozart, you're to Tchaikovsky. <laughs> and he's like, No way, man. Um, I listen to the Tragically Hip. Like, <laughs> what? So you know, it was it really, you know, that's a really good example of me knowing my buddy and making assumption a, an about assumption him. Yeah. Yeah. based on his personality as I know him and as him as a professional in his role of what he would have for music playing in the OR. And clearly it's not Mozart or Strauss.
0: No, or of course. Zagowski.
2: Yeah. Uh, but, and, and I honestly, I did not expect the tragically hit to the point that I kind of laughed when he said well of course it. yeah he was he was he was dead serious so. yeah
0: usually you don't laugh typically right from when someone's like oh yeah i'm really into the tracks you really but in that which, circumstance... is a, which is a good band <laughs> oh Dude, they're a great I, band.
1: I bet he probably thought you were like you were crazy like you didn't like the band or like it was just like a crazy like i can see it I can see how doctors use... I wouldn't
0: see why, like, a surgeon, though... Like, I just find that so fascinating how there's such a wide amount of surgeons that are, like, listening to classical music while they're doing surgery. I think it's just the calmness. Like, it just kind of right. keeps
1: the room kind of calm. There's no problems in the room. But if you're listening to heavy metal, like, well, that's just like... a little bit off, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. would <laughs> be a little aggressive. Yeah. Well, if I was a surgeon, right? Like, cutting like, somebody open.
0: I, I would de- <laughs> like I, I would never become a surgeon. I can't even, you know, see a mouse that died in a mouse <laughs> trap <laughs> type of thing, you know? Yeah. But, um if i was just if i was a surgeon right i think my music would be like elevator music you know what i mean just like duh, oh, duh, yeah. you know so, so like, it's like, like it's in the background or something to like oh you know it's just no big deal it's like just coffee shop music going almost. through my day yeah that type of stuff yeah, yeah
2: but but to be clear i can't imagine that this is cranked up to a, a large uh, oh volume no i doubt ball. it would be very yeah. very much in the background obviously they need to hear each other uh, when they're asking questions and asking for things and I want people misunderstanding and they give you something that you're stapling inside somebody and, <laughs> you know so the, the wrong uh, tube or whatever yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was quite fascinating to, to hear that well really actually fascinating to hear it from the you know the original discussion on cbc because i didn't even think about the fact that you go under the knife and there's you know someone selecting the music choice. oh yeah exactly you yeah, got a yeah. dj
0: in the background just to like keep the keep the plays yeah, going when you
2: when you come through or you all of a sudden going and downloading a bunch of tragically so <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly subconsciously you heard them so you're like hey i mean may as well i'm super into the tragically hip now well that's they also... got
2: me through the toughest part of my life <laughs> <you know?
0: laughs> exactly yeah um i well, think that's like the big point though like that goes against that music is a great indicator it's just this whole part where
1: it's like hard to tell
0: it's well it's you don't want to stereotype you know
1: well like looking at me or
0: like no you know me of course i i wouldn't have guessed country
1: you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't have guessed country i wouldn't have. you probably wouldn't have guessed like half of my music i bet
0: no i i doubt it because like and i think it's the same thing with me like I, I, you know i have a very weird music taste i listen to yeah, you, got, you got crazy music. I, like it's so wide-ranging like i can listen yeah. to edm one day and then the next day i'm listening to classical and then the next yeah. day i'm listening to 80s rock and then i you know i can switch to anything well, just depending on the mood
1: well there's a very like, yeah there's like a very bipolar like oh kind of, yes like music taste for both of us i think Mm -hmm. because we will be like waiting for we're getting ready for a podcast and we will listen to like um the red hot chili peppers or something like that and then we'll change completely and we'll be listening to like funky music you know Yeah, and then it'll go to like mediterranean and it'll be like a crazy crazy mix but like knowing us like you probably wouldn't have even expected that right you would have probably expected I don't, I don't even know. Knowing, like, teenagers in the era we grew up in, it was probably going to be, like, pop would, and rap. It would
0: probably be, like, The Weeknd, you know, like, yeah, just yeah. like, you know, like, Drake. Yeah, <laughs> Drake, know, like yeah. classic. And to be fair, I'm not dissing on Drake. I think he has some great songs. But I feel like it's um, it's such a mistake to, like, think that one or two artists or, like, certain music tastes really define someone's personality. Like, no, I know yeah. that it's definitely a great indicator. It definitely shows a type of personality. But I don't think you can solely base on music, because if you solely base it on music taste, you're going to get someone completely wrong. Because obviously, like maybe on the surface level, they really like, you know, um, the classic, like the Drake's, the Weekend, the Ariana Grande's of the world, right? But then if you or the Billie Eilish, I don't know. know. But um, if then if you then look like deeper and you try and get to know them better, you're going to see that a lot of times people have a lot more intricate music taste and a lot more obscure artists that are just nostalgic for them that they really like. And that I think, yeah. you know, that's why it's so hard to make that decision and to be like, oh yeah, okay, you listen to Drake. You're, uh, you're a new nouveau you're age. Freak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're a nouveau age rap guy who's from Toronto. Yeah. You so know? wait be- yeah.
2: before but, I- you know, Finn touched on this a little bit, and um,
0: you,
2: know, you know, like me, Finn has a very broad spectrum of musical mm-hmm. taste, and they would it would range from classical through to whatever you know heavy something heavy like uh enter sandman you know yeah, uh, yeah.
0: you know the Rude, yeah. so
2: you know you know you're ready to to give her for your your big match you got coming up but you know the, the point is like there's always something that kind of resonates with you along the way mm-hmm. and uh, like i kind of talked about before you know are those little snippets into your personality maybe i do think there is something on the nostalgic side of things you know you know, as Finn is starting to kind of explore his musical taste more, and some of the bands that you guys kind of reach out to me and asking mm. for some songs of these are, these are songs that Finn was exposed to. You know, as a, a young kid, mm. and you know, stuff that he was that was around him, and these will be songs that over the years will become nostalgic. Like I look at some of the stuff that I listen to right now, is the music that I listen to sitting in the backseat of my parents' car in like <laughs> 1978, driving to yeah. like a family reunion or something like that. And it would not be anything over the last several decades that I would say, that's my musical taste. Right. But for whatever reason, I've morphed into not not only listening to that music, but actually actively seeking out some of it to buy it on vinyl, to throw mm. it on the, the turntable and listen to, and, you know, is that you know, unleashing or unlocking something in my personality that's kind of showing this real nostalgic thing I have for sort of my upbringing Mm. and my kind of values around family. Mm. I don't know. But why else would I go and buy some of this stuff that really, you know, through my musical life wasn't really a part of my musical life?
1: Right. Well, I I think that um, kind of, I think music's kind of like politics in a way. Maybe not like politics, but maybe like values and beliefs. Is that like, you kind of grow with it right so yeah, it's in, shifting yeah, yeah you're always, shifting yeah. your views on everything kind of like with everybody else because so like the 2000s were really big for like hip-hop and rap and yeah. all this like kind of like it was kind of shifting to pop and then in the 10s it kind of shifted to pop yeah and then it's kind of moving back to like rap and then a little bit of like uh, I don't even know what you would call like Billie Eilish and yeah all those and guys.
0: what's cool too is that I'm, I'm finding nowadays too a lot of people Uh, Are shifting back towards older older music music, too, which I'm really liking. um, Is like obviously you're going to have the trends and like the culture that follows every different decade almost. I feel like every decade has like a new style, and I think 2020 will start getting a new new you know uh, genre of music that comes out that becomes incredibly popular. And honestly, this may be the decade that just goes back to some of the old classics. Maybe it's country's
1: turn. I swear to God. Oh (laughs) my God. You know what's
2: really interesting on that, Seb is. You know the bands that uh, you guys are exploring over the last uh, month or so: mm-hmm. The Cure, The Smiths, Echo, and the Bunnymen, yes. the Clash. These weren't mainstream bands. Oh,
3: they these weren't. They were more obscure. You go back
2: and look at top forty bands in in North America. These guys weren't on it. They they weren't the popular music of mm. the day. These were '80s alternative bands from from the UK. And there was kind of a sector of the population that, that was their thing. Right. But you know, you go and take a look at you know 1979 when the Clashes London Calling came out. Take a look at the top ten songs that are on the the top forty chart for for 1979, and it's nothing that resembles. That's the Clash so matches.
0: interesting too, because I feel like since music is so accessible now, people can get back into these tunes and get back into these albums. And since it's so easy to promote them now, you can literally um i know like on instagram on social media you can plug all these tunes for free you know like you can just like talk about it and like you're not you're not claiming it to be yours you're just you know playing it on the, on the background or something yeah and it becomes incredibly popular again because i know that like you know if well i just find it interesting that back in the day like the cure or you know the clash and their are amazing songs that people nowadays you play them at a party everyone's gonna be you know jumping all up and down and yeah, loving yeah. it but at the time it wasn't even that popular like i find that really interesting like- what would like you compare my, them to my
2: group of friends would have been in the minority of people listening to that music. When wow, so
1: that's well, that's really. What would you compare the Cure, the Clash, and the The Smiths, The Smiths, yeah, the Echo Echo and, and the, the Bunny Bunnymen, Man. like who? What kind of artists now would you kind of compare them to? Maybe like like you might not know like those like kind of like just outside of the top like fifty artists now, but like
0: do you have like an idea yeah. of maybe who resembles? like, hidden gems that in the future are going to be revisited and be like, why did we not get into them?
1: Yeah, so is that kind of how... Like, is the Smiths, like, a very small percentage of people back then that would listen to them? Was it, like, a hidden gem?
2: Well, like, the, all the bands that I'm mentioning, like, you turn on any popular radio stations, you would not hear their songs.
1: Right. Okay. Because, like... Like, you know, the cl- you guys
2: have probably heard the uh, modern English song, uh, "Melt With You. Yes. I'll Stop the World and melt With You.
0: Yep. Again,
3: oh,
2: yeah. never on popular radio. But when you have when you hear 80s weekends, it's always one of the main songs they play. I right. think it's quite fascinating. That I
0: find really interesting too. is like yeah. the popular songs from the 80s are not necessarily the ones necessarily, here I go again, yeah. are not <laughs> the ones that like are replayed on the radio when they talk about like the 80s music. Because I was looking through Spotify and what's cool is you can go on, uh, there's a whole section we can click on that's called decades. And then I clicked on the 80s decades and there's like a little playlist of probably like maybe 500 songs. And I just was going through them. And Pretty much the entire eighties thing was just the cure, it was the Smiths, it was yeah, like you know, it was the more obscure bands. Because I talked to my mom uh, about it and she was saying that, oh yeah, they weren't even that popular. <laughs> and I was just like, Wait, what do you mean? Well, like I feel like that's they weren't what yeah, we associate. Don't get me
2: wrong, they had their popularity in the UK. Yeah, I was about to say that yeah. they had some success in that, but um, but as far as sort of North, North American commercial success, they're probably as popular now as they ever were when you look at
3: oh
0: of course
2: uh, Robert Smith and The Cure right Mm. um you know because I
0: know that actually sorry real quick but uh The Cure I saw on Spotify they have 10 million monthly listeners like right now you know just people listen and and and
2: that's you know because Robert Smith who's the the main lead singer from the band who he still tours he does all these big uh, festivals and you know from that I think they've gained a lot of of uh, notoriety and a lot of uh, a lot of listeners through it but, oh of
0: course um and what's yeah. interesting too is i can find that artists of nowadays are so um they're so influenced by those 80s bands in particular yeah like you can see nowadays the new like indie alternative type of bands are so influenced by these old roots and alternative from the 80s like i know that um uh wallows for example you know it's uh this new indie band and they're saying that their main inspiration for creating a band was listening to the smiths and was listening to like the the guitar progressions and the weird vocals from morrissey and like um but johnny Marr's guitar in that is fantastic he's probably one of the best guitarists of all time and like best um riff creators and like song creators type of thing for guitars and he still tours with those bands
2: and and finn i I don't think I never really answered your question on sort of what bands today would be comparable. And I, I, I really don't know.
1: I don't know enough of today's bands to really draw. Maybe any like kind of
0: comparison, maybe Arctic monkeys or something like that.
1: Yeah. Or... Like uh, even like Arctic monkeys, like, cause I don't know if they make music like recently, have they made like a new
0: album? I don't think they've made an album in a while, but I haven't checked on them in a while. Like, right, no, I haven't either. They're known. Right. But they're just not the top. I don't yeah. Th-
1: like I, I'm thinking like, maybe like um, K-pop. Like any K-pop artist, you're not like listening to them. At least here, here you're not. not Like I would compare the Smiths because they're very like regional, Mm. and then but like still people listen to it over here. It's just very regional. But I bet that in maybe 25 years, maybe K-pop's huge here. Maybe I don't know. But like, um, I I was just gonna say that like old music. Also, I feel like it's kind of had an upbringing because they put it in a lot of movies nowadays. Yeah, they put a lot of sure. old, uh, old, old, old uh, songs in well, movies. Well, even in
0: uh, Black Mirror, like I, I started watching Black Mirror a lot and in Black Mirror, they use a lot of old, like they're yeah. using songs from um, from Radiohead, you know? And I was like, oh, wow, you know, like I, I was so surprised. I was like, wow, they're using Radiohead tracks from, you know, like their nineties albums too, not from yeah. their recent albums, but yeah. from like-
2: well, Yeah, and, that, and actually much to my chagrin is- uh, and a lot of the the movies and, and TV shows are using old music, but then doing new versions of them. Right. And I get kind of fired up there, you know, given sort of my, maybe my nostalgic connection to some of that older music. And then um, sister and I were watching uh, the wilds, uh, the the new c- series on, uh, I think it was on prime. I can't remember. Can't do a plug here because I don't know what was on, but it was good. <laughs> um, but um, they had a, cover of a psychedelic first song that was done and it was absolutely awful <laughs> yeah. well that, and I, you know I, I was so distracted i just kept telling bronman uh that's not how the, the, <laughs> that's not how it is i need to <laughs> show you the real the song yeah. it's a way better song than it was."
1: <laughs> <laughs> well this also brings us back to our first ever episode yeah, first on ever the podcast episode. which was uh cover songs are always better than the originals in seven i both agreed yeah it's true that cover I, songs I was, are was always better fence, but i did agree yeah <laughs> so that's kind of funny that you say that that you bring uh that a cover song was absolutely terrible. Yeah. Oh, it was horrendous. It, <laughs> and it was like
2: the guy had never sang before. I well,
0: I love how it like becomes so frustrating too, where you can't even focus on the show anymore. <laughs> You're like, this is not. The, I have to show you the real video. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you you would do that too. Uh, you would show us a, oh. the the real video. You'd be like, you gotta see this. It's like unreal.
0: Yeah. I, I have the vinyl upstairs. Yeah. Let me get it.
1: Uncomparable. <laughs>
0: that's yeah. that's really cool though. But uh, like honestly, to come back to like the whole personality thing, I feel like it. Like, as a final opinion of sorts, like, at first I was kind of saying that, you know, um, music is definitely a great indicator, but you'd have to, like, get to know people more to really understand them as a person and to really get a good, like, indication towards who they are. But honestly, I'm finding that music is so. Um, wide varying like it's it's so dynamic and it's so ch- it changes all the time right I, yeah. so it's really hard to get to know someone's personality changes all the time too like I mean until you're probably about 25 30 and you don't really have it like a like you sort of have an idea who you are at our age type of thing yeah. but it's Man's still going to change oh, yeah hey, <laughs> I mean, multiple personalities you know that's a thing Yeah, <laughs> but it's honestly like I feel like my personality is so dynamic and that yeah, every yeah. day I just gained more experiences and I gained more insight towards how to become a better person, like yeah. just stuff like that. Right. So I find that music and then my music taste is reflected by that in a way. Like I find like some music that I listen to, it's not even the artistic value of the music that I value anymore. It's just how I was when I first listened to the song, who I was when I first listened to this music. Like, for example, I used to really like, um, I used to really like 21 Pilots and like that oh, yeah, type they of were music. Good, yeah. Right. They're awesome but now when i listen to them i'm just like oh i was so childish when i listened to this even though they're amazing it's the like, catchy
1: part eh. right because when you're young you you don't clue into the lyrics you clue no, into no, no, no. the sound i think that's a that's a huge part of it i was about to just say that the like the, pumps st- up kicks yeah look, like the story behind it has to connect with you right like so yeah i'm not saying that country music <laughs> connects with me I you're. but remember. i love the I, I i don't know i just i i love the story that's like yeah. some in some of the the songs but in other genres they do story tell kind of in their in their songs and you have to kind of connect with that and there's also i think that can say a lot about someone's personality oh for sure is if oh, they...
2: so, some artists really are storytellers in their music yeah Absolutely. exactly
1: you can you can
2: you can see it like airborne toxic event that one song with have some sometime around midnight right yeah. just a great story um but that was actually one of the things that i, I wrote down to talk about was you know and it had it more connected to sort of the nostalgic side of thing when I was talking about say that music that I would be mm-hmm. listening to in the back of my parents' car. Right. And you know, what's drawing me to it? Is it the melody or mm-hmm. is it the lyrics? Right. And then, you know, when this is like honky tonk country, <laughs> it's clearly not the lyrics. <laughs> cool, right? Clearly. So, yeah. So it's, um, that's a good point, Finn. Like the, you know, it, like, you know, another good example on the lyrics, you know, once you kind of sit down there and, and listen to it is um the grocery by manchester orchestra yeah you know listen to this song and i absolutely love it i love the way it builds and this and that and, but it, you know, isn't everything it... about it is awesome then you sit there and you start reading the lyrics and you're like oh my god because it, it's, yeah. it's, i'm
1: pretty sure it's about a guy who wakes up one day and he just he shoots up a grocery store oh my god yeah yeah hey
2: grabs a gun and goes to the grocery store Jesus. And but i'm like uh but, but he tries to kill himself but the uh the gun's
1: empty <laughs>
3: like
2: oh my just, god it's just it's crazy like, so
1: and i'm like this is the song that I'm like loving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it it it's it's crazy, right? Because there's there's songs on my phone that are don't describe me at all like no, some of the lyrics the lyrics, the
0: are just lyrics don't mad. are crazy but the thing is that the artistic value of the song you're like oh wow this is really good you know so you're like i love the melody of this i love yeah. the, like you know the singing in this and you just don't even really listen to the lyrics and that's what i feel a lot of the nostalgic music is you know yeah, a lot yeah. of times when you want to listen to the nostalgic songs it's because you just remember like really vibing to the melody and you don't even remember what the lyrics were. You just were like, Oh, I remember this was like a really good sound. I remember really like, you know, loving this when I was like, like for your example, you and like just the back of my parents' car driving home, you know, like it's just a great memory. You're like, Oh, I was listening to this melody. And then you just get really invested into that type of music. Cause you're like, Oh my God, you know, this is super nostalgic to me.
1: Like what uh, yeah. I'm going to ask like one question here and then we'll kind of get into our final opinion about topic. Um, what's a song a specific song that you connect with on like a story like l- lyrical level if that makes sense like what what's a, the story in a song that you just connect with it just makes sense maybe you've lit like you've lived through the experience they were talking about or you just totally get what's what they're trying to say mm. do you have one uh, ian oh dear um
0: if you don't, 20, Seb can 20, 20, go 20, first. You, I, I you, you
1: should. You should ask me this yesterday. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, Seb will go first. Go <laughs> ahead, Seb, I got nothing to for sure. Jump, so.
0: Well, one, it's not nothing that I've like. It's just a song that I really like. Understand it just yeah. really like hits home to me. Yeah. Is that? Uh, did you ever listen to Masters of War by Bob Dylan?
1: I don't think I have.
0: It's such a fantastic song like it's bob dylan doesn't even have a good voice you know like we've we've, talked about this bob dylan does not have a good voice no he doesn't um but it's so unique and i don't know it's just the i really looked into the lyrics of it and i really um a lot of bob dylan songs i really like the lyrics i really they hit home you know like they really it's just a poem you know it's so beautifully written and it really gets to me and for this i don't know why it is but this one song masters of war it's about this whole thing of how like um Uh the governments are always in the it's it's really political. It's like a, you know, we're always at a state of war. People are naturally gonna be drifting towards war and towards a separation. Why do we let these people in charge, you know? Like yeah, why yeah. why do we always get into this state Okay, So, of war,
1: so it's know? not like necessarily like something that you directly No, it's related not a personal to.
0: experience. It's just I got the lyrics you get and it. it was just something that I You believe in. You, you believe value in so that much. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I really appreciated the song. And it's like some of Bob Dylan's songs are, are fantastic in that way that it really just describes like it really paints a picture like a poem does or like a like a you know or a really amazing album you know but he does that with every individual song i just find that beautiful and that's why it was like that one song i don't know why no, but fair, it just gets yeah. man
1: i think i think one of mark revier's songs <laughs> might like relate to me a little bit more maybe but no that's <laughs> <was> just kidding <laughs> no i uh oh my god that was a, that was a good inside that good. joke um, but uh uh Ian, do you have one uh, while well, i look for mine here
2: Hi, I'm struggling. I'm flipping through my my list here, and nothing really jumps out. It's all good. Um, I'm sure as soon as we end the thing, I'll be ah. Oh, <laughs> we'll give it. What a sh- I'm not going to say is I'm not going to say the grocery from Manchester.
1: Well, lyrically, I mean, <laughs> I got mine right here, and I think a lot of people that have listened to the song are being like, "Oh shoot, yeah, hundred percent agree with this one." memories by maroon five
0: yeah it's true it's it's such a a beautiful song i think everyone can relate to this song
1: because like i just want to read a little bit of the lyrics it's uh here's to the ones that we got so pretty much like you're talking about your close friends maybe your family Mm -hmm. it's like cheers to the wish that you were here but you're not maybe like people that you have lost to uh that have passed away or just Mm -hmm. people that you're like for seb and i were obviously in new brunswick and we're away from our families and our other Mm. friends from home So it it talks about like just being with your friends and being really close with the people that you're maybe not so like, you can't see them. Right. Right. So I think, I think that relates a lot to maybe our situation right now, but also in regular life for people that like we've lost. Cause you're, you're always not going to be with somebody, right? Like I'm always not going to be with, um, my grandfather and my dad's dad. Right. Right. Cause he passed away a couple, I think it's 11 years ago now or 10 years ago. Yeah. And. So like we're not gonna be with him, but well, you, can, I think be in, you that,
0: can be in spirit, and that's what the song evokes. That that song really, yeah,
1: yeah exactly. That that song really speaks to me because there's I'm always missing people. Of I'm course. always missing missing my friends, my family, people I've lost, and mm-hmm. then like. Maybe when I go back home, I'm going to be missing you guys, right? So it's, sure. it's always a balance. I think that that song, every time I listen to it, it really just...
0: And kinda... that's definitely one of the difficulties of just life, you know, is that yeah, yeah. you're always in a state where you want to go to a new place. You're exploring new territory. You're going right. to a new school. You're going to a new job or whatever, you know, yeah. and you're always meeting new people. But there's always people that you're going to be leaving behind to a certain extent, you know, that you're not leaving behind, but that are just not traveling with you to the same place, you know, that are just in a different place. And they could even still, you know, they're still alive and they're still with you. You just but can't just, be with them. You can't be with them at the time. Yes. And, you know, what's great now is we have these Zoom chats that allow us to do these amazing radio show or Podcast. podcasts, and stuff, yeah. you know, which is awesome. But, you know, there's always those moments, you know, and I think that really brought us to light these past yeah. four weeks have really brought to light for Finn and I is that, you know we're gonna miss people all the time and this pandemic has really showed that uh even for people at home that weren't able to see their families and stuff for, for the holidays cr- yeah. and for stuff like that um it's always something that's going to come back up for people is that um and that's what that song i think is amazing for is that it just really shows you and to really make you appreciate where you're at when you have it well you know? it's
1: also like for everyone the song is like the song was about his um his manager who died right, right. Uh, it was a really close friend with him and all that and i i remember watching a interview he did with um howard stern howard, that, oh,
2: mm. yeah watch that uh on youtube uh google the uh howard stern
1: howard
0: stern uh, interview on that
1: and um him singing it live it's oh it's he sang it too it, it's yeah it's no, no no that's right that, that, oh wow and so he, he he said that like the song was for everyone and it, it really is because you there's like we said there's always someone that you're missing yeah and it, and you, the song's called "Memories" for a reason because he goes through like all these different memories that he's had with mm. him, and like a lot of like relatable memories for a lot of people. Yeah, which is really, I think it, it's just like one of the most perfect songs. I think because no, yeah. he has got one of the best voices out there, mm. and the lyrics are just there, and like the oh, melody and, and, and the sound. And to
2: hear him singing it live and the emotion, kind of with the raw emotion of his, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, telling the story of his manager this passed away. It's it's spectacular, and you know, Finn, that's actually a fantastic pick for a song. Um, but uh, and as I said, I'll probably come across something uh, once I, oh, of I, course, I'm I'm up with you guys. Well, I'm and uh, well, uh,
0: we could post it on the Instagram if you want us to uh, share that with the, <laughs> yeah. the social yeah. media platforms. We've
1: been uh, we've been given a lot of plugs to a lot of songs and artists. I <laughs> yeah. hope we yeah. uh, we get sponsored hopefully for next episode. You know,
0: speaking of which, memories. So thinking, David Getta. You know, getting
2: back getting back to the topic on the. You know, the musical taste reflecting somebody's personality, and I'll throw this to you, two young fellows. For sure. And let's say that you meet some young ladies in university, mm-hmm. and they hand you their phone, and you flip through yeah. their musical catalog, and you look at it, yeah. and you're gonna go, "Cool, cool, cool." <laughs> so there, those are things that are going to be. Starting to show a little bit of her personality, her musical Oh, taste. of course. Right. Yeah. So so is that something there that you can say for the argument of the musical taste kind of giving you an insight into her personality? Um, because if you looked at it and it was all like, I don't know, like there's no post Malone on there, then you got a digital. There's no uh, like, post malone, you know, so then she, what are you doing? Should I yeah. like post you, yeah. I'm out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's got like Hannah Montana on there. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah, like it's you know, the entire gotta, Disney soundtrack.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: But if you're if you're looking at that that catalog of music and you're like, you know, that's cool. This is stuff that I like. Yeah. You know? So maybe that's kind of well, I, I an inside yeah. into her personality.
0: That's something that I was gonna say too. Is that I feel like um you grow connections with people on over music, music. T- over music very well because like music's
1: th- something uh, everyone universally everyone loves music. Oh, there's not. I wouldn't say there's somebody that just absolutely hates music because there's always one song you have yeah. gotta love. Yeah. But. No, it's a 100% thing for me. I've been in past relationships where music's been huge and there's been mm-hmm. relationships where I haven't connected on music and that was and that was a big that wasn't a, say a big problem. It was just like I just didn't uh it was just something one you, less thing to talk about and me, I love music.
0: Do you and, think that it was like a um like a an insight to their personality though like the type of music they listen to? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, at least like, like... in what way? Like
2: oh, Well, now he's gone from 100% from no earlier to 100%. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, 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 now no, it's 100%. No, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> This is typically how <laughs> that show that's goes. What it's like bringing up Finn. No, exactly. Uh,
1: no, no, it's uh no, but um okay. Certain situations music is a 100% their personality. For sure. Like you, if you saw their music, you could guess what type of person this person was. But right. like, there's always the, the chance that it's not like that. But it just it just made sense.
0: Like, if they listen to more like obscure music, or is let's it like
1: just, okay? Let's just like uh I don't want to like name drop or anything like that. No, 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 don't. I'm name not going to name drop, and no. I'm going to try and not name drop any artists. But like, let's just kind of say like more like moody, like slower, Billie Eilish kind of, but like both yeah both sides. Um that kind of music Mm -hmm. i have no interest in like absolutely no interest like i i highly dislike Billie eilish (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why i just do i i I just (laughs) i don't like her and uh so i think that that it it was something less to talk about and i love talking about music like we've been talking for almost 45 minutes now and it's (laughs) and i've i've I could talk about this for another hour and a half probably yeah. because you're just it...
2: getting what you're just getting wound up.
1: No, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm waiting for
2: the day actually that I come in and you're hanging out and you listen to a little bit of Leonard Cohen and you're like, yeah, yeah <laughs> I finally listen to this and I, I dig it. I get it. I can feel it. Oh my uh, God.
0: Speaking of which Leonard Cohen underrated from, from Montreal. People don't know this, but he's from Montreal and oh my God, I started getting to Leonard Cohen, uh, like last year. And he has such fantastic music.
1: Can I can I make a dark joke real quick? Oh my god! <laughs> Back to our like second episode about dark humor. Right. You said when you said uh, underrated, I thought you were gonna say six feet underground. I was like, that's ah, just too far. That's <laughs> ah, just way too far. Well, he...
2: you know, Leonard Cohen was an absolute artist i didn't get his i didn't get his music for the majority of my life i still don't Um, get it but (laughs) then i got exposed to some stuff and i quite enjoy it but i did read an absolutely amazing article on uh that featured him kind of leading up to just before it was done just before his death Mm -hmm. and um it was absolutely awesome it was in the new york times i believe and or maybe the new yorker but it was um it was incredible and it kind of spoke about this kind of lifelong love affair that he had with this lady and yeah and um yeah quite uh quite amazing i think her name was marianne because he has this song called so long marianne yeah and um it uh absolutely amazing article and really gives you some insight into him as an individual and you know, his his song Hallelujah is one of the mm. most re-recorded songs yeah. uh, of all songs around the planet.
0: Amazing songwriter. Uh,
2: so I th- and you, you just Google the amount of people that have done covers of that song. It's quite, uh, quite astonishing.
0: Well, people don't even think that he wrote it most of the time. Yeah. They think that um, who is it? The one that did like Jeff Buckley, I think, who did the amazing cover of it. I think that's who it was. Oh, there's a number of. There's, them. Oh, there's a number L- of. Yeah. I think
2: Finn Finn mentioned on one of your podcasts the Katie Lang version that she yeah, did. Yeah. Right,
0: we mentioned
1: it when we did covers.
0: I think so, yeah. And I I know that uh you know speaking of Leonard Cohen too, he had that album that he released right before he died. That like he did a final tour and then he released an album right before he passed. Right. And there was such amazing songs on there. Such emotional songs. Like there's this one song, "You Want It Darker," that he released on his uh, last album, and it's such like an insight towards he's ready you know like he's like i want i remember one of the lyrics is like he just says take me away my lord you know he's just oh, like geez, yeah. he's ready you know and it's just so emotional and so thought-provoking well, i think
2: that uh, i'll dig up i'm gonna dig up that article and send it to you guys for sure yeah. i'd love to read long, it it's a long article but it's i would
0: love it's to read it yeah
1: it's
2: really, really so, good and, we'll go, and you know we'll, we can kind of stop talking about leonard cohen but yeah. you know my point being is you're flipping through this girl's uh musical
1: catalog and you see a couple leonard cohen songs there cut her some slack because oh of course she's got a a good taste she's got good taste i'm gonna (laughs) cut her i'm gonna cut her like half slack because i feel like you (laughs) there's there's so many covers of leonard cohen that you could probably find a better singer than leonard (laughs) cohen but still his song like that's the thing that i look into a lot is like are they a good singer
0: so like the the lyrics don't matter as much it's more the
1: sometimes lyrics don't matter right so like i could listen to a song maybe What's a good example of like a song that like doesn't have a good singer? Like they're
0: not like great sing like any Bob Dylan song really, like right. But I mean, he's a very unique singer. Some people think he's a fantastic singer. You know, just not because he has. No, just because he's so unique. Well, exactly.
2: Okay, how about this then? Would you rather? go to, say, the... Uh, what, what's the arena in Montreal now? The Bell Arena? Uh, or the Bell Center? <laughs> the, the Bell The Bell Arena. Bell Center. <laughs> the, Bell, <laughs> the Bell Center. Would you rather go to the Bell Center and listen to a generic artist do a cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah mm-hmm. or would you like to be in old Montreal mm-hmm. in a small little venue... The old forum. ...with, with stone walls, yeah. got cigarette smoke going there. Oh, my God. And <laughs> Leonard Cohen himself is singing and then after you know, he comes, sits down at the table, tells a few stories of his life and walks away. Drinking like, a whiskey
0: and like, everything. Night
1: of my life. You left out a lot of like different, uh, like no, no, aspects no, no, this is a simple to the question. cover person.
0: This is a, this is a, uh, would you rather question? I yes know, but no. you're
1: also like, you got to like put in a little bit more effort into the other one, right? You just said, oh, just a generic guy doing a cover in the Bell Center. Okay, like, you you got, go, everybody's got their flashlight out. It's and,
0: Adam Levine singing Hallelujah. It's his only performance. There's 20,000 people there. Everyone's ramped up. They're all screaming, oh my God, Adam Levine, he's amazing. They're not even listening to the song. There's listening to Adam Levine. Okay, singing. but there's. But then you get to go see Leonard Cohen at the old forum with a cigar in his mouth, singing no, no, "Hallelujah." No, we're, we're,
2: we're in old Montreal. We're in like a cool little venue. Okay,
0: perfect, like a small old bar.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, he's okay, awesome. By, he's got a little uh, glass of whiskey, and he comes and sits down and talks to you and kind of asks your story. And
1: I think I think it's it's a it's a it's an interesting question because you grew up with the the pub scene, like the live music, like I a little love bit more. You too, though. I love that scene. I do love it, but I grew up with the full arena right new sound just like kind of like everybody's got their flashlights out everyone's in it together kind of thing it's right. like a family flashlights
2: f- their phones
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, imagine bringing a flashlight to a concert <laughs> we, we, we in we the brought, 80s with like a legit,
2: we brought legit lighters you're like
1: blinding yeah. the, <laughs> <laughs> blinding me <the>, uh <laughs> <laughs> the the singers no i, I, I love the lighter I, scenes see i would go cool. with the generic one just because that's just that's just my preference like i do love the idea because i if I'm going to a live artist I want I want to enjoy every aspect right I I enjoy the full arena I enjoy the mm. the song and I enjoy a, a really good talented voice and I just mm. don't think Leonard Cohen's voice is uh, like it's not my type
0: and that's fair no, I, I, but... fair
1: enough like I, I
2: don't know if I'd want to sit there for a full evening of song after song after song right
1: exactly not. so that's what, that's my point that's my point like it, just one song though you're saying of course
0: that and the thing too is that i would definitely do the leonard cohen concert just because i find the pub scene and going to a a very more like um relaxing at relaxing atmosphere where you're like in a pub and it's like just a smaller known artist that's like before they blow up before they become a huge artist and like book arenas and stadiums and stuff when they just have the pub scene and you go to these smaller artists on these like uh smaller environments it's just i find the concerts are so much more um they hit home so much more okay yeah so like the,
1: maybe the question should have been would you rather see leonard cohen in a bar in the old montreal or would you rather see a generic artist in a in, o- in old montreal
0: yeah before they became famous like, exactly would you, that's what you should have said
1: no i said what i said well because like stay it, stay it, it's a it. different Stick environment right like it's not about the singer and the song anymore <laughs> it's about the environment <laughs>
2: Oh. i'm just talking about the artist and maybe that maybe the venue could help uh help give him a few more props all right let's let's, let's... you know think, think think about when we were in, we were in the uk and we went and saw brian kennedy in the small venue oh, that and sounds then amazing. after we like hang out we chat to the
1: dude right like, that sounds amazing it was really good yeah it was really that good. sounds like, fun. like i'm gonna brag about it um <laughs> but um all right let's let's wrap it up because we've been going for a long time yeah, and we've me. been trying to cut these ones to like 45 minutes i'm pretty sure we've gone over 45 um hey, it's our first
0: guest we got it yeah we
1: gotta go over the first guest <laughs> everyone's gonna listen this far um uh well, well let's sub start and then we'll go to ian and then we'll come back to me for the end and then we'll uh sure. we'll cut it all right what do you got so um wait, wait at, let's remind everyone about yeah the
0: topic. at first okay so the topic is at first the contentious opinion is that music is a great indicator towards someone's personality right right um at first i was agreeing with it but i was saying that it is a great indicator to beginning to know someone's personality not to give them not to give you the full scope of their personality but like uh, a beginning to understand of who they might be you know and honestly through talking about this I find that music is so dynamic and your taste in music is changing all the time right and it's so fluid that um I don't really think that music can be an indicator towards someone's personality I really don't especially at our age maybe when you're older like when you finally get a good idea of like what music you like and of course there will be new tastes that always pop up but I feel like once you're older like once you're like you know around your older 20s or 30s you have a solid idea who you are then you can sort of understand someone's personality more through music but at our age right. i find it so difficult because it's so changing and dynamic all the time right that it's so hard to get insight on and t- in towards who someone really is just from the music taste alone you know cool. i find that so tough but yeah. that's my opinion
1: all right ian what do you got right well
2: i'm gonna go with um you know kind of analyzing the words of the question and the it being that music is a great indicator, I would I would disagree with that aspect of it. Um, you know, kind of similar to Seb, I think that it does provide some kind of insight into someone's personality. It's uh, I, I don't think I would utilize it as a personality test if I was looking to hire yeah. somebody into our organization. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, but I do think it gives some insight into you know maybe what that person might be like to hang out with in, in some circumstances. And um, so I do think it could be an area to find uh some areas of common ground that uh you may be able to share and, and evolve a relationship from
1: there and learn more about their personality
0: absolutely awesome. i agree with that um what about you finn
1: well I'm, I'm gonna do something that's very rare on this show and i'm gonna disagree <laughs> with the other co-hosts um
0: very rare he says
1: it is very rare we've only done it like once or twice yeah, disagree i think probably. finn's
2: just disagreeing because that's what he normally does with
1: me yeah yeah devil's
0: advocate yeah devil's advocate over here.
1: um all right. Well, I'm gonna analyze it a little bit, right? For because sure. it's a we we did say it's a great indicator, right? And if I look at my music, and I look at each individual, let's let's take I, let's say I take fifty songs, hundred songs from yep. my album, all ranging in genres, tempo. Just like
0: your your fifty most played.
1: Sure. Those songs, I'd say, a hundred percent define define. Me like if you listen to the song, you listen to the lyric, you do everything like that. Hundred percent that defines me. Like really? there's some that are slow, there's some that are fast tempo. The lyrics, some of them. Mm-hmm. I think that yes, there are those like aw- I feel like the odd song that like some people are into. Like let's say WAP, like right? that's a song that like people are just like somehow they're into, but like no one can relate Is to it. Is this your defense
0: that you're really into WAP? No, I'm
1: not. <laughs> I- <laughs> anyway, my love songs. <laughs> no, but um. I do, I, I really do think it's a great indicator on somebody's personality because like I've met people, I've met a lot of people where if you just look through, like you said, uh, Ian, you, you look through their music on their phone and you look at what the music they're listening to, it kind of does make sense. It makes sense of who they are. So like if I, if I look through Seb's music right now and then I, cause knowing him as a person, I think you would really like it would make sense what he's listening to right, but, like,
2: you have the benefit of annoying him as a person now not that just too that too but
1: i bet I, I i bet if i if you gave me your top 50 maybe top 100 songs mm-hmm. and i went through them listened to them like really got to know them i could right. guess i could kind of picture what you're like
0: I'll, I'll be honest i doubt it <laughs> you really doubt it <laughs> my music tastes are so wide varying and so different that it's like it's really hard to like nail down a certain. You know, like it's. I, I don't feel like anyone would be able to understand me through. If they didn't know me beforehand, I uh, really they wouldn't be able to understand I, me through my music at all.
1: Uh, we should do it after the show, just that, to like just be to fun, see. Actually. Yeah.
0: Because what if we set up a dating app where it's just to connect through music? <laughs> I'm sure it's <laughs> that, done. That's a, that's probably a thing. I'm sure it's a thing. Out Business there. idea. Business <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is the future of this company. Yeah,
1: exactly. All right. Well, uh that's my opinion. I think that For sure it's like rock solid. <laughs> so we're we're gonna. <laughs> this that's a wrap i think that yeah. that's a really solid topic and we talked about it really well we went through all the points i think we we kind of fought each other on some things mm-hmm. and really kind of got to the bottom of it and then kind of had our opinions so ian what did you go with at the start of the episode just to remind you did you say that i think i said yes yeah yeah and you changed your mind changed and i think, mind. Did i did you, the
0: same i said yes at first that, well i was like i was on the fence but i was definitely leaning towards saying yes but yeah. now i'm definitely leaning towards saying no now
1: so we all said yes at the start yep you two changed i didn't um I think that was a good episode. Ian, thank yeah. you so much for coming on as Absolutely. our first guest. We're uh, honored to have you, and we're uh, really excited for this one to go out and get the uh, the people's reaction.
0: Absolutely. And uh, just as a heads up to the people, we're fighting hard to try and get video going. We're trying yeah, to see so if you could, guys uh, can see us we can set that up. So you can see us potentially when we do this. For now, we're still going to stick just with audio. And uh, we apologize if the audio is a little weird today. We had a little, uh, little error on the board or something, but uh, we're figuring it out sounded pretty well before on the recording so we'll see how that turns out but uh yeah no ian uh, really a uh, huge thank you for coming on really appreciate it uh taking the time out of your day to you know just you know shoot the shit with the, us, the guys yeah. around here <laughs> so i really appreciate right. that no
2: thanks very much for having me that was fun
0: yeah, Good absolutely topic. Yeah. and uh if anyone else wa- out there wants to be a guest and uh, wants to do a show like this this is pretty much what the format will be so uh yeah um if you guys w- want to come on the show like this we'll do another show like this so
1: yeah all right so thanks guys have yeah. a uh, a wonderful week and we'll see you guys next tuesday
0: well with that we'd just like to thank chma for letting us use their studio we really appreciate it be sure to go check them out on instagram it's the chma And uh, make sure to tune in at 106.9 FM. There's a great radio station. We really appreciate them letting us use this studio space. And yeah, also with that, we want to thank Ian for an amazing, amazing performance on our our show. We really appreciate having a guest. And uh, again, we uh, reiterate this all the time. But if you guys want to be on the show, feel free to send us a little message. I'll be sure to get right back to you. But in the meantime... I think it's time for a little jam session. Yeah, baby! Do it! (laughs) I don't know what to say.